0: Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee.
1: Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore how to practice learning art design from nature. We can actually begin applying this immediately to ourselves and our situation as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Alfred Billings Street said, Nature is man's teacher. She unfolds her treasures to his search, unseals his eye, illumes his mind, and purifies his heart. An influence breathes from all of the sights and sounds of her existence. Traditional educational studies have us learning about nature as if it is an object separate from us. With the studying of what we've been doing with the law of oneness in mind, the variety of species species making up the whole of nature are all connected and all have unique intrinsic value. Humans are just one of these species and we do not need to go very far to explore uh, the, the exploration of nature and also the basics of nature's art uh, that's all around us. There are s- principles of art including balance, emphasis, movement, rhythm, variety abound all naturally. The elements including shapes, value, space, color, patterns and textures are readily available also. Our biggest human challenge is to practice deep observation, deep inspiration, and deep experience in all of these with our senses. We do that with our presence. Today, we're going to be discovering um, with enthusiasm and with reverence the designs and systems that exist in nature already. Albert Einstein says, there are two ways to live. You can live as if nothing is a miracle. You can live as if everything is a miracle. The most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and all science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer pause to wonder and stand in awe, is as good as dead, his eyes closed. Because we're all connected... You know, we are all looking to care for the earth because the care is also taking care of ourselves. As we look at the combination of all of our um, parts here individually, as with uh, looking at the oneness, the sun, the universe, the stars, all have contributed to the elements that make up the earth. And when we really take a close observation of a flower, We can see it is very beautiful and contains the presence of the whole universe. When we look at our own humanity, we see that we are made up of the same elements as Earth. The Earth and the universe are inside of us. So Earth's quality of patience, stability, creativity, love, and non-discrimination are available to us as we step on the Earth. And as with anything, the words and language of the focused area can be approached as either a challenge or as a new learning opportunity. As we are in a mode to design ourselves, we are here for an assignment, we might not really know what, which focus would be best, and we tend to move along with the choices and then change them sometimes on the spur of the moment. It is having this freedom and flexibility that is very necessary as we are making the changes that affect our entire world within and reflects ourselves outside of ourselves. The vocabulary of this area includes some basic understanding of the essentials of art and the basic principles of art. The word element in uh, definition is a component or constituent of a whole Or one of the parts into which a whole may be resolved, not a whole, but, you know, W-H-O-L-E, may be resolved by analysis. A natural habitat, a sphere of activity or environment, such as to be in one's element, such as uh, water is the element of fish. Principles, on the other hand, has a basic um, or fundamental general basis for action, meaning, which... From which all other things are derived elements of art have been identified as the visual components of color form line shape space texture and value a simple line is an element of art defined by a point that's moving in space and the line may be two or three dimensional descriptive implied or abstract a shape is an element of art that is two-dimensional, flat, or limited to height height and width. Form is another element that is three-dimensional and encloses volume, including height, width, and depth, as a cube, a sphere, a pyramid, or a cylinder. Form may also be free-flowing. The value is really the lightness or darkness of tones or colors. White is the lightest value, black is the dark, darkest color value, and the value halfway between these are, are called metal gray. On the other hand, space is an element by which positive and negative areas are defined or have a sense of depth, which is achieved in a particular uh, focus on a piece of art. Color has a variety um, com- of three components their hue, value and intensity hue is the name of a color value is hues lightness and darkness a color's value changes when white or black are added the intensity is a quality of brightness and purity and it goes you know it can be very faint or it can be very bright Texture is uh, an element of art that refers to the way things feel or look as if they might feel if if you touch them. The principles of art include balance, emphasis, movement, proportion, rhythm, unity, and variety. The means as an artist uses to organize this, uh, how, how an artist organizes these different elements within a work um, is going to help give it a foundational basis in these principles. For example, rhythm is indicates movement. is created by the careful placement of repeated elements in a work to cause a visual tempo or beat. Balance is a way of combining elements to add a feeling of equilibrium or stability to a, a work of art. And major types are symmetric symmetrical, and this also gives emphasis, which is another principle, uh, which is a way of combining elements to show the differences between the elements. Proportion is um, a relationship of certain elements to the whole and also to each other. And um, the harmony is a way of combining similar elements in an artwork to accent similarities. And this is through repetition or gradual change. Variety is concerned with diversity or contrast, and movement is used to create the look and feel of action and to guide um, someone observing this to show where they're going in the, the work. So the action part of combining all of these different language words um, is practice. And as we're practicing, we're looking at deep observation, which means we pause and we slow down and observe um, either, um, you know, whatever we're really focusing on or we're observing, participating with, you know, nature as you are in, in the environment and feeling an inspiration with what you're observing so that you're present and you're feeling like you're connected. The other part is the experience with using all of your senses so that you're, you have what I call a little GPS system with, within yourself. So as, as you're putting all of these pieces together, you're really um, participating with what, what is flowing in the energy. Wayne Dyer said, The presence of passion within you is the greatest gift you can receive. Treat it as a miracle. And as we're in passion, that puts us in a whole different mindset too. So that essentially the idea is that um, part of the inspiration here is being in a calm sense, able to take action if you're ready or have it um, waiting for a certain time slot possibly But mindfulness is one of the the trendy terms of having silence around and not being in a mode of talking to others and or to yourself. So we start with doing um, some preparation for that uh, mindful situation by doing a mindful breathing. So we breathe in and we think, okay, I know that I'm breathing in. It's such a simple process and practice, but it can actually transform your life. And the greatest of all miracles is to be alive. And when you breathe in, you actually touch that miracle. Therefore, your breathing can be a celebration. And as you breathe in, enjoy it. It's effortless. It's, it's there. And as you breathe in and calm yourself down, it is... Um, a pause point that can give you a lot of extra um, strength and inner calmness that will help carry you along throughout your day. When you're totally aware of something such as a close observation, this is is concentration. And this can liberate you from fear and anger and despair and bring up feelings once you're actually concentrating on something. You become Really, in um, involved with what you're observing, it can also bring up uh, other um, emotions like joy and peace and a sense of happiness. Follow the in and the out of all of this through the process, and you're if when you're present, you're processing your awareness, and you feel that sustainability. And if you're very focused in your, your approach here without interruptions, your breathing actually becomes deeper and slower and you become more feel in harmonious feeling of um, being involved with whatever you're observing. When you're doing this too, you, you become aware of your whole system of your body and your mind and body actually become one connected reality but it sounds very simple and it is, but it's also challenging just because we're human. Part of the last suggestion here is as you breathe in, you release the tension and uh, you say, okay, well, as you breathe in, you're aware of your body. And then as you breathe out, you release the tension when you put this into a process, the process is going to release it and you're going to feel some peace, possibly. And as you practice this more during the different parts of your day, then you're going to actually have that practice happening where it becomes more not just on autopilot, but you'll be sensing a more sense, sensational aspect of peace and maybe not even connect to the, the fact that you're doing a slower breathing. The point would be to find points in your day where you can actually have a, a reminder that as you practice, you're going to find yourself becoming more connected to that reminder, whether it be a red stop sign or a light or a thought that comes through, something that will help you to remind yourself to breathe with that that um, compassion and um, steady approach in your intention there as we um look at mindfulness we are asking ourselves what does mindfulness meditation actually do for us um and when you wiggle your toes or feel yourself sitting on something in a chair or on the ground um or in your uh, environment um You can feel when you're on uh, connection, you can feel your feet, you can feel how heavy they are, you can feel, you can wiggle your toes, and you can actually connect with whatever you're moving with, Um, not just from your mind, but also from your whole sense. And if you've never heard of mindfulness meditation, um, you've actually found a little bit as we're discussing it here, because this is really where we want to start with having some clarity. And this uh, time of uh, where we are in our uh, evolution, more people are becoming more aware of how beneficial this is to um, give them some stress relief. And um, there are a lot more researchers out discovering that some of this can really have an extraordinary effect on the brain. That becomes more interesting to people as well as to what is the effect. And when we look in history, mindfulness has evolved over a range of different secular therapies and trainings um, from Buddhist uh, meditation technique. And some of these are focused on being more present and noticing feelings and thoughts when they come and they go. It's accepted to use as therapy for anxiety and depression. But it's like, you know, people are now really exploring things more from the standpoint of not just that it's a therapy, but it's actually an experience that um, helps give more credibility to paying attention and the interest of um, each of us to explore the opportunity to feel better, to not have um, different things happening that we might not understand or having physical symptoms that um, we want to uh, get away from, like irritability or um, taking pills for different things. And so we are looking for ways to have this uh, more sustainable and, and give ourselves some um, points in our focus for a few hours of reflection each week or each day and um, knowing that the effects of this are going to be very positively affecting our mental and physical combination. So as the, the population uh, gets more and more tuned in to the end accepting of this, our uh, different connections on this are going to become more, even though it's an ancient practice, it's going to change the way of different regions of, the, of what we're doing and and become more acceptable in our thinking and, and sharing of different practices and ideas. And um, along with that constant um, practice, uh, what it... It, it, you know, there's been an associated understanding that um, a degree, you know, the the gray matter, which is, you know, an area in our brain of stress-reducing area that's responding to something. Um, this mindfulness practice, and and as you're getting more expert at it, um, reduces the stress. So there is a lot being shown that it does have an effect. So, it looks very interesting and um, is, as we're doing our assignment, uh, we want to start out with uh, looking at a whole effect here, not just some like little minute part of our um, program. So, on that note, we're going to be taking an opportunity to look at um, how this all works and um, and also the information that we've found uh, to help um, not just ourselves, but our relationship with others that we we either work with or live with, and that helps the whole as we're all connected. In that um, frame of mind, we're going to connect to a pause, and we will be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's
0: empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
1: When you slow down,
0: you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow, daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day, for a moment, for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause.
1: Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee. We're um, taking a look at the practice of um basic elements and principles of art which has a lot of different interpretation based upon your experience and what you've been uh, studying and as we're designing our we're on an assignment here um, in our uh, current life plan to um, design it ourselves in the best way we can and it's interesting um, when we first start practicing art you know, a lot of times um, we're practicing in the sense of it's like learning to draw the letters and words um, back when we were learning writing way back in our life when we first started holding on to a pencil. Yeah, you know, we learn because we're doing the the different tasks and the and the exact uh, form in a way someone else is training us based upon their experience and their education and long history of people drawing something the same way. That's practice. But it also is uh, sketching and looking out from yourself to look at something with a different perspective can change how something comes out through your fingers. And as you breathe and work with that... Um, observation you're going to find yourself having a different effect coming out that is more from your own creativity um, having that freedom to be able to draw something a little differently or maybe you look at something and um, you you process it through your, your internal system and out comes a different um, perspective that it is a material drawing per se but also it looks different than what someone might interpret. It's all in the observation and you also have the freedom to change uh, direction in your view, in your, in your focus. And um, someone watching what you're observing and looking at what comes out through your, your expression might be curious because you could be drawing something that's totally not what um, you're observing. So you're changing because of your um, idea your, or you have a, an image that you want to change in a different way or have a different color. Um, it's, it's very much the freedom of an artist or the creator to do that and there's a Chinese saying that says life is as fragile as paper and the the fragility of different things that we are um, surrounded with we look at and sometimes take for granted that they're always going to be there and that's what we're finding currently that that's not always true. Um, my, my own observation and sense of observation is to um, Look from the artistic view through the lens. My my eye and my my camera are part of my artistic expression, and um, and what I see through the lens is very fragile because the the focus I have is mostly on flowers, and flowers are very beautiful, but they have a short lifespan, and sometimes things are are seen through the lens that you don't see with your eye so that you can have a surprise too when you take a a closer look at a photo and you find more detail in it than what you observed when you were looking through the lens. Um, I've had that happen quite a bit and it's always very joyful because what I see sometimes showing up in my photos is something that's very special and it's because I was observing and taking time to try to capture something that I actually captured a bit bigger gift than I was intending so some of the uh, practice of pausing uh, you do have benefit that you can find surprises and and also these can become little uh, opportunities to view something that you didn't even intend to start with so it's um, it's like looking at this as uh, a way to view mystery and knowing that fragility is there, uh, capturing something so that you have the ability to look at it again. It's, um, we can feel ourselves uh, looking in a fragile way to at ourselves because we are fragile. We have a, a short lifespan here, but it's also taking time to look at things and be with things so that we feel more whole in our connection. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the education is taking a look at nature and we're learning about it, which is a, a, a language here, instead of working with it, we are learning about it. And when we study it from this this observation, we're um, looking at it as separate from ourselves and actually, uh, we want to consider ourselves part of nature and rather than, you know, just looking at it um, from a separateness, we study nature because we wish to uh, have ourselves part of it and be able to look at it in a more understanding way. When we first are looking at the earth and, and how we operate here, we, we're trying to have um, an area here of attitude that um, becomes more political sometimes in, in the environment and taking a step back from how we consider ourselves more stewards of the earth rather than just looking to be masters of the earth and when we look at this with responsibility we're looking at trying to conserve and care for the earth as if it is an extension of ourself When we look at these views, they become politically uh, explosive because all people have different views and some of them are more um, pronounced in where people are and their attitudes. So, um, we have to operate within an integrity of ourselves to start with and work with our own intention, our own space and how we operate and hopefully… You start sprinkling those along the way in the attitudes, and it becomes an opportunity to, for things to expand. It's kind of like dropping the the pebble in a pot in a pond. You know, things ripple out. So each of us have an opportunity to observe and be functioning in a in a specific way that has a higher um, value for ourselves in the long run, as well as the the value in the um, the whole picture so when we view existence in an expanded way and we open and learn from nature rather than about nature, nature's really a great teacher the Buddha looked at reality of interdependence from a tree and when um, he was sitting under a tree and really observing how everything was dependent, he became what we consider enlightened and um, he observed that fruit came from a flower, a flower from a branch. The branch and leaves grow from the tree or through the, through the tree, the trunk from the soil. The soil is nourished by the rain and the rain is held by the clouds. So there's this whole system. Clouds are formed out of the sea. The sea receives the waters of the rivers and his, that are held by the earth. So the sea nourishes the earth, and the earth and the sea, and and on it on it goes. So Buddha's realization of this interdependence was perhaps the beginning of a deep ecology, and this is where we want to um, learn in a different way here, so that um, wherever we look with our coming through our lens. We also feel as, wow, we're we're looking at it from a different eye and nature can be a teacher in a way that we're not reading something about it. We're actually observing and experiencing it. So when you take a chance to look at how a honeybee works and its work, um, they're just out there doing their, their life. You learn different transformations from the honeybee and it's pretty... Uh, pretty exciting to take a, a, a drawing or a, a photo and watch exactly what does that bee do. Um, so the the idea here in the path, it, it's taking a little bit of nectar from here, a little from there, and bounces ba- val- around from flower to flower. So each flower then is open and... Um, the nectar then becomes the uh, bee, uh, bee's landing pot spot, and um, the bee is actually helping the pollination process, and it's not wasting the nectar. Uh, it transforms that nectar into a sweet honey um, process. If we actually learned to design their systems along the honeybee, there would be no depletion, no waste, and no pollution. So it, it's a interesting observation here as we take and look at how nature is is um, is actually the systems of nature. We can help use that that uh, natural design in our various technologies and uh, look at it from the nature view and see if that from a pattern. Would actually be a great way to start because then we would be looking at no shortages, no scarcity, everything flows with abundance. And when we observe this from nature and how the nature has designed the bee and the seed, and there is so much abundance in this process, the seedling comes from you know like a a knowledge within itself. It knows what it's going to be, in, and so. When that plant shows up, it's going to grow into a tree. The tree has fruit and has a whole cycle so that it produces many more trees. And so there's an ongoing process. So people look at the different seasons and say, okay, well the leaves of the tree um, are changing. And so they sometimes feel sad because then the beauty of the, the summer or the warmth of the sun, um, becomes kind of almost sad when, the, when the, the leaves fall to the ground. But when you think in the bigger connection point, the leaves are decomposing and are nutrients and for the tree and to the soil. So it becomes a cycle and nature uses this all without scarcity and waste. When we observe and experience this um, in a, an exploratory, curious way, um, we're going to get more insights in the workings of nature. So we're not learning just about nature, but we're actually integrating with nature. And this can help uh, us have a different attitude towards science and curiosity with art and great um, ability to look deeper and have more um, possibility be- for us to become, you know, exploratory and artist um Format poetry and having um, possibly music show up. So when we're uh, identifying, you know, this whole system, we're able to go from our separation attitude of observing it from a a different position to actually experimenting with it. And um, this becomes an interesting process as we... um, Look at uh, nature as a teacher. She has lots of lessons for us. And um, when we look at it from a generous teacher, learning can become exciting. And we are not just acquiring knowledge, but we have attitudes and things that we can practice. Learning becomes a change in behavior as we find the potential for how we want to act or have action based upon the experience of learning something from nature. So, learning is a process um, of how we acquire knowledge, and it can become interesting when we look at what is learning. I know it sounds very simple, but it's an attitude in applying um, an attitude to look at a skill. Um, Sometimes when we Um, back in childhood when someone said uh, don't touch that flame of course the child's going to want to go and put his fingers up to see what it feels like why am I not supposed to touch that so he's going to um, put his finger up and possibly find himself getting burned and gradually he'll avoid that candle because he'll find that the behavior is such that it's going to result in something that's not feeling good. And so the learning itself is we can change behavior because of the experience and we can also help ourselves to direct the experiences. So learning to observe and acting based upon that observation, we can also change the effect of how we're, um, what we're coming out with. So, the term learning covers every modification in behavior to meet environmental requirements. Henry P. Smith said, learning is the acquisition of new behavior or the strengthening or weakening of old behavior as a result of experience. And then Crow and Crow said, learning is the acquisition of habits, knowledge, and attitudes. It involves new ways of doing things, and it operates in individuals' attempts to overcome obstacles or to adjust to new situations. It represents progressive change in behavior, and it enables us to satisfy interests to gain, uh, attain goals. Learning is really universal, and every creature that's alive learns. We learn the most because of our our um, process here, but um, because we're so complex, a lot of our reactions. You know, we're pr- trying to have prom- promising, positive learning for children to grow and develop in in a positive way, and because of experience, you know, learning can also involve all kinds of direct or indirect. Um, types of experience from different levels. Um, we learn from teachers, you know, physical teachers, parents, environment, nature, and media. And it's continuous. So it, it is a lifelong process as long as we keep it open so that we're open to change and we will change our behavior based upon our, our adjustments to learning. And learning can be... Um, you know, sometimes our behavior is not observable. So some of our actions might not show up right away. And um, it's really starting to look at um, our observations saying, how do we spend quality time with nature and come away with an approach here? When you spend time in the wild, you have to take control and make your own decisions. So there's a responsibility how you do your your observations and how you work forward if you're in um, in the wild by yourself you know you're depending upon yourself and also there's things that you can't explain you're not sure how things got to a certain location or you didn't know how you got to a certain area and so you're in trust of yourself and observing how to go from point A to B um, and in yourself you're taking a look at uh, your instincts so that um, this becomes as we're more and more practicing in our ourselves um, we're going to be developing our instincts better our, our senses become more um, acute to help you know our eyes have a different approach as we're listening and using eyes um, and we work with that um, if you're Working and living more in the moment, it's different than if you're, um, I mean, sometimes we feel panic. If we're in a location and we can't get our cell phone reception um, or there's no electricity, we can find ourselves in a real panic. And yet, um, there's you know a lot we can approach from moment to moment and find that that we can observe things and actually relate to them in a better way based upon having a sense of attitude. So everything in nature is, you know, it's beautiful and it has a different level as we look at it, but everything is there for a reason. So it is a system that works in harmony um, until it gets interrupted. And that interruption sometimes can feel very disruptive in that system. But on that note, we're going to have an interruption that is very helpful Because we're pausing for a moment and we will be right back.
0: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day, for a moment, for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause.
1: Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and we're pausing here with um, a look at how nature can help us in our uh, looking at a design process and um, one of the interesting parts of um, the natural process if you really look at uh, taking time in nature and just observing, experiencing what's going on in and around you, um, you're going to find that there is a feeling that everything has a purpose. And everything works with something in relation to a purpose. So, we, we are saying that um, it's a beautiful cycle. And sometimes we look at things and or do things that don't make sense. Not from a census perspective, but just logics. And we want to have um, more reason for something to exist or we find something that doesn't, when we observe it, doesn't make sense to exist. So, we annihilate it. And really, we want to take a step back and look at the chain that's going on a purpose. Um, we look at little things. You know, there's a lot of small effect when you really are out in nature that you may, if you're just wanting to get from destination point A to B and you don't take time for the trail, uh, you might miss them. You might miss feeling um, and looking at a, a butterfly, or observing um, a cold breeze, and finding that um, there is a reason you know it, that you observe it. You know, you find that with that breeze, it's giving the butterfly a way to uplift itself higher into the bush. And um, the interesting uh, occurrence for myself recently was on my patio in my my flowers were opening and closing uh, different parts of the day, whether it was sunny or if it was raining. And so I started taking multiple um, photo um, shots of different movements going on within a day and started putting some of this together. It's very um, beautiful how the, the flowers have this flow. And what was interesting was um, some of the creatures showing up like little uh, cocoons of, you know, uh, creatures that are in transition um, and or eating materials on my flowers, which I'm, you know, some people go, ooh, I want to get rid of that bug, but there's a purpose there. And so by having... That feeling of purpose and you start seeing the chain, the life chain of different parts, um, you can really get a, a sense of the, the fragility of the situation and or the beauty of it. It's really in an attitude. When you're taking time to be in that space, whether it's on your deck or in a park or in the woods, what you want to do is to be looking and feeling in. Almost in awe at um, how many, or maybe present a game for yourself to look at how many amazing things you can find. When you do that, too, you start training yourself in a way to look at, at things in life, not just in nature, but you're going to find that you're going to look at things differently in front of you, not in your maybe immediate neighborhood, but also. Um, As you're moving through different situations, you'll be really uh, having a different attitude, and uh, that attitude's going to give you a different effect. Alan McSmith once said, good teachers don't show you what to see, but where to look. So you want to be grateful, and grateful that... um, that you can have the freedom to spend time and you choose to and when you make that choice to spend time you're going to have yourself feeling more and more excited about the small things that are existing around you and that as you find these in a different frame in your mind as a miracle you'll start seeing the connection of the miracle it does have a whole different sensory effect on ourselves um, part of the challenge here is to be grateful but also be responsible and being active in that responsibility. We want to uh, have a feeling of some th- that we've been able to help, not hinder a process going on. One of the um, other elements here that um, is interesting when you go into a park, how uh, sometimes it becomes very noticeable if there are groups of other people also trying to be in a park, how noisy uh, these people can be. And if everyone was very quiet in their um, ability to uh, just interact with themselves and in the group, but not quite so loud, there is so much also uh, available in the sense of the eyes and the ears um, to actually participate within the natural area. So, you're not just observing it and asking in a loud voice, well, what are you doing here? It's more the idea of participating with it to try to understand it. And that's listening. And in that, too, you're going to find that when you slow down and, and really slow down your own mind but also what's processing through it you're going to find yourself listening to nature that will help teach some of things to ourselves um, that we might miss you know silence does help and calms our spirit uh, in a big way and it's rather amazing you'll be finding more that um your, your sense of yourself might be calmed down. You'll find harmony and some balance. And as you come across this and start practicing more with this, uh, you're going to find that uh, there's lots of wonders out there. And it's wonderful feeling to be able to do that. So you, you came into this world, but you also came out of it. Like a wave from the ocean, you're not a stranger here. That's what Alan Watts was summarizing, and we want to uh, look at things in the the ability from a teacher. You know, what are these lessons, or what? How are we putting this assignment together? Of taking the assignment, which is ourselves, looking at how do we want to design ourselves, and that's as we look through our different possibilities. Here, we're practicing. Um, we want to take the um, we want to succeed but we also want to learn as we're going that you know not every even a failure might feel like a failure but it's also a learning process so you can look at things as a different perspective and nature is flexible Uh, there's lots of diversity Um, it has to be flexible and it helps in that flexibility it moves through the different things so you can look at this in different ways um, and look at it from a learning saying wow this really frees us up from a fixed notion and it looks like I can I can adjust so that wow well, I can be more flexible I can I can look at it from perspective it's easier to work we're on something we're more dependable because we can be flexible and um, it will help you to receive things or flow and be able to look at, you know, you know, because nature is open-ended in a system. It's not something that someone's planning in advance. It just, it basically, we're learning to um, thrive in different situations. Um, we look at Things in a different way. You know, some of them are needed. Some of the situations demand change right away and are movement. But there's all kinds of possibilities. And when we look at and observe, we're uh, also going to be able to find that we're going to be able to survive better with us having that education or learning experience because we will be able to look at how to be ad- adaptive Um, By observing nature and it adapts to different environments, situations and conditions and um, is pretty resilient. So we can look at ways to uh, be in a similar way, um, flexible as our routines and our observations need to be so that we can be uh, moving through, We, we can learn to be resourceful and successful in this with balance and harmony And this becomes then an ability to move along, but it's also taking a look at Mother Nature as being our true teacher, and she's helping in a lot of different ways. And we can look at this with joy, uh, experiencing this in a different attitude from not just looking at it as a... Um, survival mode or a negative in the sense that we're not doing things correctly, um, we can change and we should have that observation in a way that we can change and look at how delicate you know, something is. It's fragile, but it also has a purpose and how that strong tree is helping support something in the whole system, but um, it also helps to flourish um, going forward it helps animals and birds and it supports a lot within its roots we should learn to keep ourselves grounded and respect and embrace our, our beginnings Hopefully, uh, we look back at the beginnings and we look at how we're designing ourselves. Sometimes we have to redesign ourselves. And that's part of our experience here is that we're practicing is observing and looking at art in nature. Because nature does have a lot of art happening, but we might not want to look at it as the art. We're wanting to participate and learn from it. It's... its um, very nature of experience. And there's lots of um, ways of looking at the colors and patterns and experiencing that um, every day. So if you cut a hole in a tree, um, it will it will be flexible and grow around it. And if there's um, ways that something happens in the middle of a process, it's going to adjust. Um, and provide you know flow so that it can survive and so it's not going to uh, sometimes things do die and uh, not come back up but it's really taking a better uh, flexibility approach in ourselves knowing that here's our parameters here's our elements and here are basic principles so we know how this gets put together um, it's important that we look at all of nature as limitless and learn to respect, admire, and within a, our life program here to emulate her ways. So we go out and explore and, you know, basically there's so much to explore that we could spend a whole lifetime in that exploration um, and start this, in, this fascinating journey uh, as soon as we can. Um So I I wrote a poem that speaks to this focus as to we are the creator. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I'm enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts, and with this mindful sensing, I find the Creator is simply in me. Pause with us next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and have a fabulous, uh, natural weekend of enjoyment.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.